whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Edmiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Katz. For the Nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Some of the great voices that you, some of you, have heard over generations of uh, this radio station. 98.5 FM, AM 680 WPTF. And uh, right there near the end, Marlon Bowling was a farm director, took Johnny Hood's place as farm director many years ago. And Marlon is, is for the last several years, is national. He's, he's on um, uh, a national TV ag net, network uh, all over the country. And uh, so he, is, he really hit the big time. But a lot of people, Robert Hager, for instance, worked here. Um, back in in the 1960s as a newsman man and and he spent most of his life at at NBC television so uh, a lot of a lot of people have have come through uh, the doors at WPTF Jim Simpson worked here uh, back in the 60s at some point I'm told 
uh, who was a great sports <coughs> guy for NBC. And NBC, WPTF was uh, one of NBC Radio's uh, first affiliates. Uh, we, we went on the air in 1924, so next year will be our 100th birthday. How about that? Right. Well, I wonder how many of those folks on your montage were inducted into the North Carolina Broadcasters Hall of Fame like like our leader here, Mr. Mike Ray. There are a few. Do you know? There are a few, yes. Uh, I I don't know right off the top of my head the number. Carl Gertsch and Charlie Charlie Gaddy. Charlie Charlie Gaddy's in there. Wally Osley, Carl Gertsch, um, Jim Reed, who was – Mayor of Raleigh at one time, many many years ago, and and uh, probably the sport uh, the first sports broadcaster at WPTF back in the forties. There were some some reel to reel that we found back there that from the nineteen forties. That's the earliest I was able to find. And he was interviewing a series of the coaches in the ACC, like Peahead Walker from Wake Forest uh, was was one of them. And uh, so he he was he was interviewing the Wake Forest and State and Duke and Carolina coaches at, at that time. So that's the earliest. And uh, let's see, I don't know. There there are a handful more. Uh, Mr. Curtis is in there. So there there are a few WPTF people in there. Great oh, we, we have our favorite, don't we, John? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And yeah, Johnny, you were – and both of you were here that day. I mean, you were not in here, but you were on the phone. Yeah. yeah. So you had to sit on hold for a while. <laughs> I thought, I thought, well that, I thought they'd come in to sue me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You thought they were coming to take you away? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. They're going to run me right yeah. out of here. No. No, I was, was – awesome. uh, they came in very friendly, of course. Uh, Tom Campbell, who was in the Hall of Fame, he's another one, a, a WPTF alumnus. He was general manager here about 40 years ago. And uh, Mr. Curtis, of course, came in. But when, when Big Daddy comes in, Mr. <laughs> Curtis, you, you know something's up. Yeah. Yes, sir. That was yeah. quite an honor. Greatest, greatest honor of my life, yeah. uh, certainly. Uh, well – Except for, except for sweet Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Better yeah. Anybody that can put up with me all the time. <laughs> yeah. She, she deserves her own Hall of Fame award for that. Yeah. Bob is in Wake Forest. Bob, thank you so much for waiting. Yes, sir. Good morning. I, like thousands of others, appreciate your program and love your program. And I heard one of your callers calling in this morning, and I – wanted to call you back and give an answer to the question about Wonderful. green fungus that is on pine. Oh, good. All right. We've, we got uh, Charlie uh, texted me or, or uh, sent me an email telling us All about right. alfalfa uh, pads. What, what is your solution? Well, it's not really mine, but it's an answer. Uh, my dad, who is no longer with us, was a great fisherman and loved the pond fish. Uh, as well as others, mm-hmm. and uh, he would have keys where the gates were locked, but people loved my dad and, and, and liked him fishing in their ponds because he would clean them up himself at his expense. Wow. And uh, so I called Creedmore and talked to Southern State's uh, manager, and it's a fungus, of course, and he had two products that can be used to clean the pond. One is called 
Q-Prin, P-R-I-N-E, and that is a liquid form. And the other, which is the same product under a different name, and it's a granular product, and it's called Diamond Copper Sulfate. And I feel sure that's what my dad would have used because I don't think he would have used the liquid. But I, I remember him getting in his little bass boat and getting this product and going around the pond in circles, spreading this out. And sure enough, it would not take uh, a lot of days before the pond was completely clear and ready to be fished in again. So um, I called uh, Southern States this morning after I heard it on the radio to confirm and this is what the manager told me he would have used was diamond copper sulfate how about that you went all that trouble for for our (laughs) listeners and uh, the rest of our listeners and us i appreciate that bob that's so nice i hope uh, our listener in caswell county is still listening all right well Rufus can use that when he gets in his little bass boat and goes around and fishes in a pond well you give me some good information my daddy was a wildlife protector (laughs) So we fished a lot. Okay, good. good. And, and what well, uh, this reminds me, of the springtime of the year, we would stock the mountain streams. Mm-hmm. And you, you would use high school boys to walk way up in the mountains and take the, the stock fish up in there. And uh, my daddy sort of uh, caught on to one old boy. His name was Buzzy Bumgarner. And bu- Buzzy, Buzzy would sneak back up there and pawn, pawn, take rock and put in a bucket load of trout in a little place where you could build a pond real quickly and sneak yeah. back the next day or the next, that evening and fish him. Well, my daddy beat him to it and tore his dam down one time. Oh. Oh. So Buzzy was a dam builder, huh? Oh, yeah. Buzzy Bumgarner. Wow. Well, I tell you, it is it is wonderful having Rufus on your program because I don't care what subject is brought up, Rufus has experienced something about it. Yeah, <laughs> he has. <laughs> Plus, he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Well, now, you, you yeah, folks I'm are getting carried away here. No, I, that's true. That's true. I, and I've known a lot of intelligent people over the years. Oh, but, well, uh, that's good. It's hard. To, it's yeah, good. no, it, it, it comes in handy. I, st- I try to stay away from the riffraff. I've learned from them, too. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, if he still ever needs any of that uh, uh, sugar-free jelly up in uh, Fancy Gap, let me know. Hoo-wee. Oh, Fancy man, Gap. That, you, you, yeah, you're the man on that, Bob. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you at the uh, Christmas Carol. Yep. And also, well, listen, we appreciate your program. Appreciate you guys doing this. And, uh We'll uh, continue to listen with joy and happiness. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you, Bob, so much. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bob had located me a source for uh, Fancy Gap. Yeah, in Fancy Gap, and thank goodness I found it out at the farmer's market, but that was a very kind thing for Bob to do. Certainly was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know Bob, or he? Well, not really. He he was just a. One of those kind folks that make up our listenership. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's so nice. I mean, I, I should not, it should not be unbelievable. I, I should know better. Yeah. I Obviously, told you about going are... the other night to a book signing by General Tata that used to be DOT secretary here and a four-star general in the Army and found three people there that 
were listeners to the Weekend Gardener because one, one lady heard my voice and she said, you've got to be Rufus. I said, yeah, I, I is. Of course, you've been around a while. I mean, you've you've held all these important offices. She may may have associated you with that instead of the show. Yeah, holding Christmas parties and things like that. Uh, we won't bring it up on the air right now. <laughs> no, no, we'll stay away there for, yeah. for a while. Um, so, uh, Johnny, yeah. uh, people, anybody done anything good for you lately? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, people do good things all every time. I bet all day, so. All, I bet all, so. All, all the time. So you Especially got you bring a master gardeners to the farmers market for what purpose? Well, we're we're going to the uh, compost facility over on Lake Wheeler Road. Doctor Rhonda Sherman has a composting facility over That's there. That's where my um, leaves end up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she has a great great area over there. Twenty five different. Um, ways of of composting and i said vermicomposting yeah. and um this i guess mine facility. actually end up with the city but yeah, uh, not yeah. NC State. but it's um uh, looking forward to that taking the the training class over there then we're going to go to the farmer's market for for lunch and then we're going to go by the jc ralston arboretum so it's going to be a full day on um on thursday well uh, we used to have a show called um uh, let's tell the people so what would you like to tell the people about compost do it do it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, it and there's, there's lots of different ways to do composting right. and it's you know there's no wrong way um the main thing is knowing what to put in it um you know keeping your ratio to carbon and nitrogen uh correct you don't want to um you know have too much nitrogen product in there and don't want to have too much carbon product i think it's around a 30 to 1 uh, 25 to 30 to 1 so ratio the carbon is is already started breaking down and the nitrogen is green yeah, yeah. Usually, your your nitrogen is going to be your you know your grass clippings have a lot of nitrogen, in it, but mm-hmm. uh, carbon would be you know your your leaves. Right. Your um, you don't want to put too much like sawdust in there because you can take a lot of nitrogen. It takes a lot of nitrogen to break that that carbon down. Your larger pieces, it takes a lot of uh, nitrogen. So if you if you do get that ratio off, you know, adding some, <coughs> uh, you mentioned blood meal. Blood meal is a good nitrogen source to yes. add to your compost pile, and that can that can help uh, break down the, um, the the compost. If you can turn the compost, you know, periodically, that that helps get uh, getting it getting it down. Um, but there's so many different ways to do it. You know, we have uh, a compost pile. And I, I shouldn't I, I shouldn't use the word we loosely. My wife has a compost pile, and uh, uh, she manages it uh, very well. But we anything that you know we we any peelings, anything you just don't want to put any meat products out there um, to attract you know varmints and and things. And um, you know you can use you know anything vegetative you, you can put in there. And you got to turn it. You got to yeah, turn it. Yeah, that helps. That breaks down quicker. You don't have to, but it does help break it down quicker if you turn it. And um, how do you get it to smoke? <laughs> turn it on a on a cool morning, and it'll start smoking right on. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, you do have to be uh, careful if you have too big of a pile, and uh, you don't want to turn it and uh, or, or have too much heat in there. You can monitor it. You know, around 140, uh, 150 degrees is, is is as warm as you want to. Well, you get put it. a candy thermometer in there. No, a meat thermometer. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my. Uh, just make sure it's labeled for compost. You know, don't How don't want to bring your your kitchen uh, meat thermometer out there and use it. But you know, your longer longer meat thermometers that yeah. uh, you can put in there. There's probably some soil thermometers as, as well. But um, 
yeah just uh you can you can check it we we don't we just you know we we put our compost out there and it, it breaks down and then um you, know, you turn it you have to, you know if you have a couple of different piles some people have three different piles and they'll they'll have different uh stages of their their compost but looking forward to, to going out there and see um dr sherman's facilities my first time going out there so i'm looking forward to Wonderful. seeing that and then the, of course the vermicomposting composting with the, the uh, earthworms the the red wigglers is what you'd want to use for for that type of composting so you you know you grow your grow your own fishing worms rufus and uh so you well uh the old wives tale that i found to be true <clears throat> buttermilk will pr- will attract fishing worms yeah i've heard of that putting putting out uh, the buttermilk in there you go out there in your yard and start walking around pouring out <laughs> buttermilk <laughs> i have i have done it before and put a bucket over it yeah, and they, they just flock for, to yeah, it. Yeah, they'll come to it. That's a great it. experiment for today. <laughs> After the rain comes through, get out there with some buttermilk and see if you can get try to do it in an area where your neighbors can't see you, <laughs> and and put a bucket and over it and see see what pops up. Yeah. Well, yeah. to test your agility, when we were growing up in Boone, uh, my brother Baker younger was a great fisherman, and catching a night crawler. Mm. Now that took agility. You had a flashlight. You see him half out of the hole, and go quick enough to get one. Showed that you had good skill. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. And then yeah. pull that old worm on out of there, and and uh, a, a good way to carry a, a bunch of fishing worms was we had this uh, farm hand <clears throat> named Dillard Idle, who, who smoked Prince Albert tobaccos. And that little, little, little right thing, out of the can, or right out of the, yeah, right out of the can. And he had, he'd have these little things you you put night crawlers in, and it would fit in your jacket pocket. Oh, and this okay. Prince Albert tobacco can. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's repurposing for, for varmint composting. You want to use the red wigglers. They they do the best breaking down of it. But uh, uh, but yeah, I mean night crawlers are a good a good fishing well, source. What, yeah. Know. They're a little bit bigger than, they than your, your wiggles. Yeah, yeah, red wiggles a little bit smaller in diameter. But, yeah, looking forward to, to going out there and, and doing that. And, Mike, coming back to the uh, fire ants in the vegetable garden, yeah. um, the the Clemson Extension has a great publication on that. Just um, just put in the search engine of uh, Clemson uh, Extension Vegetable Management um fire ants managing fire ants and vegetables um that'll probably pop right up but clemson has a great publication and gives some um actually brand names of the products that we that we talked about spinosad was mentioned promethrin was also a product that um an active ingredient that they mentioned and it gives some products for that so um which is a poison but it's a a naturally occurring poison the, pyrethroid. the pyrethroids, yeah, the pyrethroids yeah. is um, a pyrethrum derived from the chrysanthemums, and yeah. uh, pyrethroids is synthetic. But this is permethrin, so it's a little bit, oh, a little bit different. Okay, um, uh, active ingredient. I need to that. listen but better. The um, yeah, it gives you some good product. So you know, um, check that out, and and uh, that'll give you some good fire ant control for your vegetable garden. Just you know, the main thing is that they are uh, anything you use is labeled for vegetable gardening. Well, no, no telling how many people we've helped today. With that information. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I hope we do that every week, but especially I think we've we've done it today because a lot of people are growing vegetables in the yeah. backyard now. Yeah. Thelma is in Durham. Thelma, how may we help you today? Good morning. How are you? We're fine. Thank you. That's a blessing to be on. Thank you. I have a couple questions. 
I bought some bulbs that was blooming, hyacinths, uh, the late-blooming white daffodils, uh, and tulips. Should I take those bulbs up, and if I put them in something and plant them next fall, what should I put them in? And the hyacinths, do you have a good uh, return the next year on hyacinths like you would on daffodils? Well, like something that's already bloomed, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, right now, uh, April first. What, what should we do to bulbs? Well, you want to leave the vegetation up of, uh, until it until they die, because the vegetation is going to feed that bulb, you know, for next year. So, um, you know, if, I don't. It sounds like maybe you had them in containers. You bought them as a forced bulb, maybe. And right, they were in full con- blooms in containers. Yeah, right. yeah. So, you, can she you, plant you could, those you now? Could plant them. Plant them. Um, now, if, of course, if they've been in the house, they're, they're going to... No, they were outside. They were outside. Okay. All right. So they, they've been outside all along. The thing is that you're just talking about those underground rats earlier. Uh, oh, the, the, the voles. The voles. The voles yeah. like... The voles can, can eat, yeah. Yeah. The voles could, well, could eat them. You would want to... Um, you could put you some, some permatil. Yeah, put some permatil in the And they have the directions on that when you buy the, the thing. And you, you if you want a smaller bag of it, uh, some of the folks carry... I use permatil. Uh-huh. Vol, vol block. Yeah. Yeah. See, that will keep them there. away because yeah. they don't like that. Uh, I mean, it's kind of sharp edges and they don't they don't like trying to get through that but you got to put it down in the right way that's right mix it into the soil when you when you plant them yeah so you wouldn't suggest to wait to november to plant them no No, it would be too much trouble to try to keep them i don't know how easy that is for that many months well they can dry up a little bit i yeah i have the same thing i have paper whites that i'm going they've died down i'm going to take them them and put them in the ground now of course they have to have that little chilling time okay right so let them let let them sit and feed until they die down okay second question I had some work done in my yard. I had a real nice stand of moss. What do I do to get the moss back in an area where it was disrupted and disturbed at? So you had moss and you want to you want to recreate it? Oh, yeah, I love moss. Okay. Well, you need okay. some of that buttermilk. That's what we... <laughs> <laughs> you can get fishing worms and moss. How do you suggest to put it on the end of the water hose? Uh, no, the moss usually will occur naturally if the environment is correct. So right, that's but, that, yeah. if, if, uh, if you didn't anything, do anything to change that. They um, removed it. They also scraped off some of the moss, too. Uh-oh. Okay. Moss, moss can be really pretty. Yeah. It, it will most likely come back on. If you didn't change any environmental conditions as far as, you know, tra- oh, changing the drainage or the shade. When it was getting the other stuff up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you get it established. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it likes shade. It likes, it likes really acid soil. And yeah, north, north and, and side moist. Yeah, moist conditions. So, you know, if those conditions still are, are there, then the moss will most likely come back on yeah. its own. Um, I don't know about transplanting moss um, oh, into that area. I, I, I've I tried. I don't have it, any experience with it, that. It's so hard to do. It didn't. It didn't work. Yeah. I'm like you, Thelma. I, I could use my whole yard in, in moss. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. if I just and, plugged it in and put buttermilk on it, it's yeah, not going to not. Like you don't have to mow it. You can walk on it. Feels so good. Thelma, just go in the house and make some biscuits today instead. <laughs> he said, throw them, make some, but this is with buttermilk and throw them out there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, eat some and throw some out. Thank you so much for calling. We're out of time for this half hour. Okay, y'all take Call care. us again. Happy Easter Bye bye. I got biscuits on the brain this morning. More of the weekend gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus.
We're back on WPTF at 1036, 919-860-9783-919-860-WPTF. You know, the folks at King's Auto Service have been around. Passed by there the other day. Uh, they take a lot of stuff on West Street now, but uh, King's Auto Service has been over in that area since 1946. And they're still, it's just one of the finest places if you want to take care of your car or truck or SUV, that's the place to go. It definitely is. So, pollen. Now, I heard heard uh, a sports commentator early this morning talking about going to Augusta for the for the golf tournament, and uh, he swears that they vacuum up all the pollen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pristine i mean you've been there rufus it's pristine yeah so uh i don't think they do that but i'll tell you those filters in the cars really suck up the pollen so you need to go to king's and I mean, make yourself a list that's one thing you need to do is get those filters checked is air filters in your car and they they're really it was so smart we have them in our house we have them in our cars now. I don't know how long they've been in the cars, but we need to change those. The air filter is not for the engine, but for the system. Um, and, you know, for the engine is important too. But get all of those filters checked. And uh, if you get the oil change, you obviously want to change the filter on that too. And you can get your oil change there, and most anything else. Now, I'm, I'm sure that on occasion lately you've been using your air conditioning system, and just like your house, you want to get somebody to check it every year because we get power surges and all kinds of stuff and capacitors blow out. I just had to replace one on my air conditioning system when they, when they came. You want to make sure that this doesn't happen in July and not in your car either. So get the air conditioning checked. Make sure that's running properly. If you have a hybrid vehicle, get all of that checked. They have certified hybrid technicians at King's Auto Service, and they can diagnose, give you available options for high-voltage battery pack replacements for less than the dealer can charge for a replacement. This usually occurs around 150,000 miles or so. So call King's today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service, easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Dean Bailey and all the great folks there, tell them hello for us. 919-860-9783. We only have a half hour, so get in your call. It's a... Beautiful spring days. I, Thursday, Thursday was just gorgeous. I was telling Johnny I was out putting out pine straw. That's a tedious, arduous task. Uh, so um, you, you have to prepare well so you don't end up with uh, little pine needles sticking in your fingers. Please, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it's just just beautiful. <clears throat> but uh, the wildlife like the the weather too they come out to the gardens to eat and uh nothing more infuriating than waiting all winter for flowers to bloom only to have plants devoured by hungry deer it's so disappointing when bunnies eat the tender foliage of newly emerging perennials and squirrels can drive you absolutely nuts with their chewing and digging 
Fortunately, but Rufus has got that covered. See, you can tell he's 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 cackling over there because he knows what to use. I like squirrels and nuts, though. <laughs> well, we got we we got squirrels and nuts. Fortunately, you can prevent wildlife damage with Imos Garden repellents made right here in the Triangle. Imos Garden repellents are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils, and will keep the deer and rabbits from eating your flowers and plants. I must garden repellents are simple to use, long-lasting, and they don't need to be reapplied after every rain. They're available as sprays, granular, and money-saving concentrates. I must garden repellents are sold at all garden centers around and hardware stores all around the Triangle area and beyond. And you'll find I must garden at Campbell Road Nursery in Raleigh and Durham Garden Center in Cary in uh, Durham. Of course it's in Durham. It says Durham Garden Center. Uh, Cary Garden Center also carries it, by the way. But uh, visit your favorite garden center today. Be sure to check out the other Imos Garden repellents from moles, voles, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. But nothing keeps Jasper away. So uh, protect your <laughs> protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from Imos Garden. To learn more about protecting your garden from pests, so visit imusgarden.com. How about, the, how about the Cliff Joiner saying what, what, today? What doth Cl- Cliff say today? Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Oh, and then and then remember compromise. This. Yeah. Do not argue with an idiot. He will drag you down to his level and beat you with experience. That's the, that's the, <laughs> that's what they were thinking when they wrote that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, yeah. Uh, beat you with experience. Yes. An idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but some people just know everything, don't they? It's good to have somebody around like that, but you find that they really don't know anything sometimes when they – uh, well, they tell you if somebody tells you they know everything, run. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah, I, exactly. I'm guilty of that. I, no, you're not. I, you're... No, I am. I, I'm guilty of that. But it just depends on the company I'm with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Beware of know-it-alls like me. Nine one. I mean, I'm. Sort of, sort of in that line. Mike. I'm a newsman. I'm going to retract something I said earlier. Well, that's or, great, or John. <laughs> we got, we got this. Uh, we're li- all these people listening, yeah, and yeah. you've got to retract. Well, something. it's not retraction, really. Just clarify. I just, uh, I think I, I made mention of, of pruning and uh, the Van Hoot spirea. You would want to prune that after it finishes blooming is the best time to prune that. I may have. That uh, was in the first hour. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I have a, um, that's well, about I, as I far as my memory will go, Mike. But uh, <laughs> did you remember that he said that? Well, it didn't have that connotation that you. Should print it when it finishes blooming bloom, because it does bloom on on uh, old growth. So it's yeah. going to have that. I told you, Rufus is smart. He remembers what you said. Yeah. I do not. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. He and was paying I, attention. How was that? I never. <laughs> I said I've never pruned mine. I, I yeah, don't think yeah, I've ever had a teacher yeah. that uh, didn't tell me to pay more attention. <laughs> and I can't. I'm I'm making a grocery list as I'm doing this show. Yeah, that's the way the way my brain works. 
So, uh, again, say that about pruning, because people are the, so um, interested in pruning. Yeah, and, and the spireas I did, you know, the spireas, some of them bloom on new growth, some of them on old. The Van Hoot uh, does bloom on um, last year's growth or old growth. So you want to prune it right after it finishes blooming, if, if you're going to prune it. If you're like Rufus and just let them grow naturally, which is fine. I mean, that, you Well, I think Tony Avon has long preached that. If they if, try to uh, – now, you can make things look prettier if you've got some – plant yeah. that has a limb that's a little little too long and you want a little better form. grooming yeah you can do grooming yeah. rather than pruning right yeah yeah so but I th- try I think- to, and just, that's a good point as far as landscaping is making sure you know how large that plant's going to get when you put it in the space so you don't have to prune uh so often or or even at all uh, if, you, if you put the right plant in the right place then it shouldn't require pruning other than the grooming that um, that you might need to do. Anything else we can prune right now? There are a lot of spring flowering things we don't want to prune. Yeah, forsythia. Forsythia is about finished, so you could you know you could prune forsythia now. Anything that's already bloomed, uh, quince um, has already bloomed. So you know if you wanted to, to trim that back, uh, anything that you know blooms early in the spring is normally blooming on on last year's growth. So you know right after it, it blooms, uh, you can prune, but um, that's that's the key and and extension's got some great handouts um dr fair's got some uh, some good publications out there and and one of them is pruning specific plants so if you if you googled nc state extension uh pruning specific plants uh a publication will come up and um give you the 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 plant and will tell you when to prune it and uh, what type of pruning to do, um, you know, what time of year. So that's that's a good publication, and I refer to it often because I often can't remember what it, what it, when exactly a plant does bloom, uh, you know, and especially some of the plants that bloom throughout a growing season, uh, knowing exactly when to prune those. So A lot um, of things you can find online, uh, publications. With Extension, Extension's got some great publications, and I always tell people, you know, make sure that you, you either put in Extension or, or EDU, um, and because there are other Extensions, uh, like Clemson I mentioned earlier, Clemson's got some great publications um, uh, for Extension, but just make sure that they are research-based, you know, sites that you go to, um, and and not some of the other ones that might just you know i'll say give opinions rather than facts so yeah well another thing too that that we were talking about uh waiting until the uh the the green shows on on the what what was it we were talking about lantana lantana Lantana. the Mm -hmm. same thing applies at my place on hydrangeas Mm -hmm. uh there's so many different ways to prune them that, that you get confused. I wait until the new foliage appears at the bottom, and then any any stem that's dead, cut it back, cut it cut it out of there. And that's about right now. They're 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 showing the the new growth mm-hmm. at the bottom. Right. So that's what I would suggest to people. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Anything that because you do have some stems sometimes that just doesn't they don't leaf back out, and then they yeah. you know so just trim those out and uh, you know. The, the four Ds, um, and I actually moved it to five, but uh, the the dead, dying, diseased, and damaged, and and I thrown deranged in there. So any crossing branches or any branches that might be rubbing against each other, those can be removed. You know, pretty much any time because that's a grooming uh, mm-hmm. part of the plant. You right. just you're just taking out parts of the plant that that's not desired in there anyway. So it's regardless of whether they're going to be blooming or not. But um, you know, and you know. 
talking about pruning and not mentioning crepe myrtles, I guess, would be a, 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 I hate to, uh, to see how they, they often prune the crepe yeah. myrtles in the commercial world. I know. <laughs> and even people, I, I've seen people who who know better. Oh, yeah. Will still trim the tops, yeah. the very tops yeah. of yep. them to make yeah. them. That's kind of grooming, but yeah. it's kind of. Yeah, it's not selective kind of, grooming. It's, it's, right. <laughs> it's non-selective I mean, it, grooming. It, it, it makes it. Um, a little prettier for a while, but I just think it takes yeah, away from. Yeah, I always tell people prune crepe myrtles from the bottom. Just you know, yeah. just don't look up. Just look uh, look yeah. down when you're pruning cr- uh, crepe myrtles. And you can look or, into the canopy, and if you see limbs crossing, crossing over, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the deranged. Open up, open the, up the canopy. That's what yeah, Miss Ann yeah, used to say. Exactly. Get some sunlight. Are you saying deranged? Deranged. Yes, yeah, my fourth. And that's we've, my dealt, fifth we've D. dealt with that on this show before too. Deranged. Deranged. Well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not putting this in reference to the Bowser, but Joe the Bowser's doing well, bought some hydrangeas. But speaking of deranged, I saw something the other day. said, the last thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still on the list. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that sounds like a threat to me. Now, now that, that was about deranged. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're talking about limbs and, and trees yeah, and shrubs. That's right. So, you know, the ones that well, are out. What are you talking about, Rufus? <laughs> well, uh, that idiot we were talking about. <laughs> We we have no idiots on the weekend gardener. Absolutely not. No, we we don't. So we're we're speaking uh, in other territory uh, outside the realm. We, we of, might give some fool answers occasionally. Yeah. Well, we give those, yeah. But our <laughs> listeners bail us out quite often. That's just true. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rhonda Garrison, I'm sure will uh, do. My friend Rhonda, how are you, Rhonda? You know, I'm doing good, Mike. How about y'all? Rhonda, hey, Rhonda. Rhonda Garrison from the Corn Growers Association. Last year was a pretty good crop of corn, wasn't it? Uh, you know, it was average. Just average, okay. Just average. You know, the the June drought really set a lot of uh, producers back. Mm-hmm. And um, so, actually, the statewide average was a little lower than what it had been in the previous four or five years. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm just wrong all the way around this morning. I just need to keep my mouth shut. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> sorry, Rhonda. Well, Rhonda, I'm glad you're back in Texas. Yeah. Are you? When was I in Texas? Yeah. When was she in te- well, Texas? One, what, well, she's from Texas. At one point in your life, you're in Texas. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, there's people out there that are braver than I am that that might tell my mother I'm not coming home for Christmas, but I'm not one of. Them. Oh, okay. Well, we won't tell anybody either. Yeah, so, no, I, went, I was home for Christmas, and for the most part, she comes to me. Oh, okay, yeah. North Carolina, at least the dirt doesn't blow here like it's been blowing in Texas. For the yeah, last it might summer. tend to blow today if, if people aren't uh, doing good cover crops. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it is it is blowing like a, like a wild thing here in Wilmington. In fact, I just paid a, paid a visit to my favorite local box store, and... Fortunately, I bought rocks because I needed them to hold me down. <laughs> oh my God! Well, just don't throw them, Rhonda. <clears throat> no, 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 no. They're going to safely safely stay in the back of my car. And talk, so. um, I'm installing some rain chains and uh, wanted the rocks to to put under the rain chain. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. But anyway, I was listening last week, and I I picked up a little bit this morning too. And you've been talking about. Um, uh, you've been talking about uh, uh, the bees and, and apiary and things like that. Yeah. And, uh, 
I was going to tell you that I, I word on the street is that uh, the Beekeepers Association is working on endowing a position to maintain a um, a small program of beekeeping at NC State. Wonderful. Oh, good. And and once that is in, once that position is endowed, it will be still filled in perpetuity. Oh wow. wow. That's great. That's great. I've learned all about endowments this year because we're also uh, working on an endowment for a corn specialist. So uh, Fantastic. Like I said, I've worked on all kinds of endowment information this year. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Yeah, it lots of it, I'm telling you. I bet. But, um uh but yeah, so I don't I don't know that it would be a program as much as just a a position in a in a class and um uh, in in apiary uh, maintenance and things of that nature, so so vital the bee yeah. population yeah. to absolutely, our absolutely absolutely yeah. and and you know like Monica was saying earlier there's um you know there's several professional beekeepers and they they sell the the proceeds you know out at farmers market I I interviewed Barry Hines with uh, Bee Bliss Pure Honey many times just really a fascinating fellow. Well, we'll have to get him on the show. Yeah, yeah, and he he he's a good talker. You would uh, you would get a lot from him, I think. And um, and if I recall correctly, he moves hives uh, really in the Carolinas and Virginia. Uh, he he kind of has a, a three state area, and then um, uh, you know, don't forget our buddies at Mount Olive. They couldn't they couldn't grow cucumbers without without bees. Thank God for Mount Olive pickles. I love it. Well, Rhonda, get get that new position to straighten out this sourwood honey problem. (laughs) That's got me bothered, my favorite sourwood (laughs) honey. You know, next time I'm at the market, um, I need to check into that uh, and and see if I can um, procure some maybe from the market shops and, and maybe see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. Situation. You can procure it, but it, it will say made in uh, produced in Kentucky. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything against Kentucky, Rufus. No, no, it, and it's good. I've had it in Kentucky. It's good. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just very partial to sourwood honey because right. there's so many trees up home. That's right. Right, right. Well, all the cu- all the honey that we had in my back home was cucumber honey. Cucumber honey. How about that? Huh. Wow. Yeah, because uh, my uncle grew cucumbers for Best Made, which is the Texas Panhandle version of Mount Olive, and um, and he always had hives on his farm to pollinate his cucumbers. And uh, the beekeeper would give us a case of honey uh, every year. Oh, how many acres did your uncle have? About twenty. Oh, okay. Good gracious. Yeah. Gosh, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of cucumbers. I mean, you know, yeah, it doesn't cucumbers. sound like a lot, but whenever you start thinking about cucumbers, it is a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? That Cucum- was up in Hale County. Cucumber honey. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, I, we always appreciate you calling, Rhonda, and, and give our best to the corn growers. I'll do it. Listen, and y'all were talking about the Masters a while ago. Yeah. I'm heading down there Monday. Wonderful. That's right. You're a golfer, too. Now, do they do they vacuum up the pollen? I, you know, I don't know, but I, that's a bucket list thing for me. And, and people have laughed at me that I'm going to the world's premier golf tournament to look at the landscaping. I think a lot of people do. I know yeah, Rufus yeah. did. He doesn't yeah. care anything about golf. I, I spent the whole time walking around those grounds looking at that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, landscape. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I found out last year just really by accident that I have a family member that is a member of Augusta National. Oh, my goodness. I know. Boy, you're going to get great access. Well, no, because he's not going to be with us. Oh, okay. Um, It takes him. Uh, Not just your ticket. You know, my (laughs) tickets look just like everybody else's tickets. There you go. It takes him and his green jacket to get you places. And... um, uh, but he, I'm, I'm just glad to have him. Absolutely. And, um, uh, I'm really excited to go. This is, I've watched the masters on TV for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Even if you don't like golf, I think people still watch the masters because of the, the greens and the exactly. tradition. Exactly. And, and uh, well, the fairways. uh, I, I keep up with golf less on the East coast than I ever have, but, um, I, I'm boning up just so I don't look like a total <laughs> Well, uh, tell us about your experience down there. Tell us how pretty everything was. Uh, I'll be home Thursday, so if y'all are going to be on the, on the air Saturday before Easter, I'll call you. We will, and yeah. let us know if you see any vacuum cleaners. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rhonda. Absolutely. Listen, y'all take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I miss seeing Rhonda around the corner here. Oh, oh Rhonda, yeah. She, she's uh, with the Corn Growers Association, um, executive director, so. She does a lot of traveling. Every time you buy a bag of black cow, you're helping the environment. Isn't that a great thing? You know, their process helps to repurpose manure so it's environmentally friendly and beneficial for your garden and lawn. Black cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes than garden soils, and it helps to retain moisture, too. Your lawn, flower beds, vegetable gardens, We'll be off to a great start with Black Cow. Everything grows better with sun, water, and Black Cow. If you'd like more details and a lot of information, they have some great gardening information at blackcow.com. The cow is spelled with a K, blackcow.com. i tell you somebody who sells Black Cow is Campbell Road Nursery. Absolutely. One of our favorite places in uh uh, I, we sing the praises of Phil all the time. I, I think she's coming. I think she's on the show next week, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm headed April eighth. I'm, I'm headed down there to see what. I'm so gonna, you you what going I'm there do. first or to eat uh, well, sausage I'm, gravy? I'm going to go down and see if she wants to come back and eat sausage gravy with. That's me. right. Oh, okay. You know, she's so, she's so, worked so hard. You got to pull her away from yes. things. Totally. That's one of the thousands of reasons we have her on the show is so I can get her away from work for a little while and she can relax. So come in here and relax. I yeah. would say she's a workaholic. Yeah. Don't you feel relaxed, Johnny? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, it's a relaxing oh. place to be. It's nice quiet in here. But, uh, yeah, but uh, go to Campbell Road Nursery, and uh, it's like a little village. Uh, they have uh, all kinds of plants. They have greenhouses full of plants. They grow, grow their own plants there quite often and uh, they source their you know the the best plants the best shrubs the best trees from other places and uh, you've heard her on the air so many times she's talked about the place go go see Campbell Road Nursery and uh, visit visit Campbell Road it's in Raleigh but I swear it looks like it's in Cary to me I don't know what this this um, this deal is so many people I have a friend I think it's a separate district because I've named her son David. I think it is too. The, the mayor of that of that district. I think you've nailed it right <laughs> right on the head. It is a, it is a village, so they should have their own zip code. 
It confuses me. Confuse. There is a Rufus Way there too. There is a Rufus Way. So if you you get lost, you get a hot dog named after you, and a drink at the city club. There you go. You got it made, Johnny. Johnny, (laughs) thank you, buddy. We'll see you in June. Thank Thank you so much for coming down here, brother Rufus. We love you, man, and and we'll see you next week. I think if you want to come back. Oh, nothing could keep me away from this show. Jason, thank you, buddy. We love all of you. We'll see you next week.